Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm a senior editor at Light Reading. Well, good morning. I'm Katie Espeseth, and I'm vice president of new products at EPB in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. Well, good to see you, Katie. Thanks nice for joining me. Nice to be me. here. Yeah, so we're here at the Fiber Broadband Association Regional Event in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is great because I'm like 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> it makes it even better, doesn't like, it? Like, wow, this is really local. <laughs> okay. um, and we've had some great sessions this morning. Uh, and you and I spoke um, back in Nashville last year at FBA's event there. Um, can you give us a little update on what EPV has been up to in Chattanooga in terms of uh, fiber deployment? Well, um, it's great to see you again. Thank you for coming to our regional event. It's exciting to get out around the country. And it's there's so many hotbeds of opportunities and things going around the country. So back home in Chattanooga, um, you know, our mission is always about economic development and quality of life. And so we think part of our mission is keeping Chattanooga uh, technologically ahead and keeping us on that on that forefront. So some things that have happened since we last spoke in Chattanooga, uh, we rolled out 25 gig services in Chattanooga. So we, we're in the middle of a, a $70 million upgrade to our network in wow. Chattanooga. And that's about upgrading our backbone and making 25 gig symmetrical services available to everyone, anyone that's in our footprint. So our first car customer that we've turned up is the Chattanooga Convention Center. And we thought that was appropriate that they would be our first customer because now when you come to see Chattanooga uh, for conventions or just uh, uh, large events there at the convention center, you can take opportunity, you have the opportunity to enjoy the benefits of that, uh, of high bandwidth there. We recently made an announcement in November that we're really excited about. It's, it, it's a, we, we launched the first commercially available quantum network in the country. And we have a great partner with Cubatech and um, we're inviting companies to come and uh, experiment on the network or to try on the network their quantum equipment, their quantum applications. Mm -hmm. um, we feel like quantum computing is like the next frontier. So um, we're just happy to be, to be able to, we built this quantum network for mm -hmm. testing. We have great partners in the community. So not only are we improving our services to our existing customers, we're trying to build that future a network for uh, for the country, for the whole world to be able to grow. Yeah, that's really exciting. Uh, what are some of the benefits of a quantum network? Uh, well, extremely high security. Um, we've been testing some of the security applications for several years with trying to protect circuits to our substations. Um, unbelievably fast computing, uh, but applications that really will propel the U.S. and the world forward and it's all built on quantum computing. Um, and so I don't know what's coming down the future, but if you don't have a network to build and experiment on, you'll never get there. So um, we're happy to open up the doors in Chattanooga to um, uh, universities, to, to technical companies, whoever wants to come to Chattanooga and spend some time working on the network. We're glad to have you there. Yeah, it sounds like a, a good way to future-proof the network for applications that we haven't even thought of yeah, yet. Exactly. And, oh, my gosh, what better application to start protecting than the electric grid? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, when you talk about critical infrastructure, mm -hmm. Internet, high-speed bandwidth, certainly critical infrastructure. I don't think anyone would argue that the electric grid is very critical to our survival. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was interesting um, in the panel earlier. They were talking about how when the power goes out, uh, consumers are are complaining about the internet not working. They don't care as much about the heat yeah. or <laughs> getting into their refrigerator. Yeah. They just need to get online. I had to chuckle because we're both an electric utility and a communications. A company and we too take those technical support calls yeah. <laughs> for TV and internet and phone that are not working and it's because the power's out. So. Yeah, yeah, it's just funny how our priorities have shifted. That's right. I mean, everybody on an extra sweater, yeah. but we gotta be able to like. You I gotta know. get online. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what are some other ways that uh, you know the fiber? fiber infrastructure in um, Chattanooga is helping with economic development. You mentioned the convention center, which seems like a really great place um, to start with so many people coming in. And uh, that's always critical at an event to be able to get online. <laughs> Boy, that is, that we can, we see that today, right? right. Here where we are today. Um, well, really the whole basis of why we built the fiber network to start with, which is now 12 years ago, was about bringing more reliable electric power to the community and being able to serve customers with high bandwidth um, services. So we certainly, we continue to see a reduction in power outages. We're like 50% of power outage duration has been reduced with the smart grid in place. Um, and, and when you do that, you really are building a great environment for businesses to either start up in Chattanooga, but the entrepreneurial community is, is now huge in Chattanooga, um, or for our, our existing companies to really grow and thrive. It's, it's about reliable electricity and also access to high-speed broadband. And so with the fiber network, you really have both. Um, you know, we try to look back and see the impact on the community. With, we're owned by the city of Chattanooga. We operate as an independent board, mm -hmm. but really our mission is about serving the community. Um, and so the last study was a couple of years ago and we worked with Dr. Bento Lobo out of the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga. And looking back our first 10 years, he's quantified 2.7 billion dollars of economic opportunities in Chattanooga as a result with the fiber optic network is really that foundation. That's huge. 9,500 yeah. new jobs, mm -hmm. um, average wage is increasing. Um, it's about good jobs. All jobs are good, but there's really the opportunity for our kids to grow up and graduate and either stay in Chattanooga, even if they go away to school, we want them to come back. Mm -hmm. um, we want to see the community thrive. And so we think good jobs is really a key to that. And that's that's one of the reasons that we built this network. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then there's been a lot of discussion this morning as well about um, bead funding. Um, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, the application process? And you know, is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say easy, but doable. And well, you know, are you, are you planning on? Uh, you got to work for all? all good things, yeah. right? So um, it is. We've heard it said over and over and over again today, and certainly this is a generational, once in a generation opportunity uh, for the government to help us build this critical infrastructure. We were very, very fortunate early in 2010, 2011 to receive Smart Grid, a Smart Grid grant for $116 million. And while that did not build any of our communication services, what it did allow us to do is accelerate building our fiber network, which was, which was our backbone. So we're real believers in taking that seed money and really putting it to good use. So I'm thrilled with that, that the government again is funding this critical infrastructure going forward. Now we, um, 
we are confined to, to serving customers within our 600 square mile footprint. So none of our customers really qualifies unserved or underserved. But there's tremendous opportunities with grid modernization funds, with quantum computing opportunities for grants, um, that whether you're built out or not built out, you really can take this opportunity to apply for these grants and elevate your stature and elevate the services that you provide for your community. So I, I would urge everyone to go through the process. Um, every little bit helps, but this is more than a little bit yeah. this, this time. For sure. Yeah, I was looking at, um, there was a Nokia cocktail hour last night and they were showing a, a demo with broadband money on um, how you can kind of drill down into their maps um, and also apply for um, the grants uh, with them. And I think it's like four, I want to say 495 a year for states to do that. So I thought that was an interesting opportunity to um, help people kind of navigate that yeah, process. It, it, you know, you can't take your eye off the ball with the mapping process because, yeah. you know, as we've heard here today and we continue to hear, you got to be diligent and make sure that those maps are accurate. If that's the basis of the funding, you got to start with a clean slate. And it's a big process. And yeah. I will say Nokia has been our partner since the beginning. Mm -hmm. They'll continue to be our partner. They. We deployed GPON with them, NGPON, XGS. That you know, we can. They continue to grow with us. So I'm glad to hear that they, along with a lot of other people, are really helping communities understand what their opportunities are. For sure. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining A me pleasure. on the podcast. I Th appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me, and thanks for coming today. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh huh.